This is the show for those who want to live strong in business, life, and family. Welcome to the Warrior Her Podcast. Azalea is a wellness advocate and coach, as well as the founder of Black and Well Magazine, a wellness and lifestyle digital publication for Black women and men. While in the midst of her own wellness journey, Azalea realized two things, that wellness needed to be a priority within Black culture and communities, and that we are moving in a direction where more people are aware and ready for this shift. Black and Well raises awareness through its exclusive, mindfully curated digital publication that offers stories, informative articles, thought pieces, pose, and more, as well as shared articles, posts, and interviews. She is here today to talk to us all about her magazine, her one-on-one coaching, and why it's so important to invest physically, mentally, and spiritually into their own well-being. I'm not the mistakes that I have made or any of the things that cause me pain. I am not the pieces of the dream I left behind. I am light. I am light. Okay, yeah, so I was born in Baltimore, Maryland. I am the youngest out of five siblings. Um, I was actually the only one born in Baltimore. Um, But I spent most of my life and childhood in Brooklyn. Um, I basically moved there when I was a baby. Um, I'm also like an aunt to five nieces and two nephews who I adore and love. Like they're literally my inspiration for everything that I do. Um, um, I'm also an Aries. (laughs) Um, I'm big on like signs. And uh, I'm a full-blooded empath. I feel everything that everyone else feels. Uh, I feel like that's what makes me, like, well, that's what's made me in this path that I'm in. And uh, I'm definitely, like, a student of life, a lover of life. I'm very just, like, joy-filled and just very optimistic and open-minded. And I'm just, like, on this mission to just live in my own truth and full potential. And of course, I'm the founder of Black and Well, uh, which is a lifestyle and wellness publication, digital publication, uh, which was really just like an epiphany just came to me, which is also kind of just attached to like the way that I grew up as a child and like the way my mind operates, (laughs) Um, uh, as well as being a wellness coach, which goes hand in hand with Black and Well. Uh, And I just focus on like really like just individual coaching and I do programs. So first let's define kind of what, what does wellness actually mean in the context of black and well? Wellness for me, it just really being in full good health in all areas of your life. Um, So it's more like of a sense of being whole, um, so it was like being mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically well. Uh, just like, I feel like it's the foundation for how we live our lives day by day. Um, yeah. Where did you, where did the, where did the idea of wellness start for you? Mm. 
I kind of feel like it just existed within me. Like it's very in an, an innate situation for me. Um, I just always was someone who was trying to just be my best at anything and everything. So when like wellness in the sense that society sees it, um, I feel like when I informed myself on like the things that I was eating, the way I was living, um, it just made sense for me and it just clicked in my, my brain and my mind to just move accordingly. So was there a defining moment where you were feeling like a, like a push and pull, like maybe you were on the wrong road or was it something that was more, you were headed towards overall wellness within yourself. And so it was a natural course of action in your life. Um, I definitely felt like I was on the wrong road as far as like my diet, because I'm someone who's very slim. So, you know, like the way society views like health and wellness is like you're obese, you know, mm -hmm. like you can't walk them down the stairs. Like it's just very like visual versus like mental, spiritual. Um, it's very physical. And you know, I just wasn't eating healthy at all. Like I was very slim and I can just literally eat whatever still to this day. And, you know, someone Lucky can assume, you. <laughs> and people, no, and people <laughs> assume that like, oh, you must be healthy because you look this mm -hmm. way, but not necessarily, you know, like I, my diet was complete trash. And like after watching documentaries, I was like a documentary queen in like 2013, 14 in my early 20s and I'm just like wow like I had a complete awakening of thing and I just had to make a change you know and I say like I say the way I look because I've been slim I am slim it's just a genetic thing which is why I speak heavily on bio individuality you know like that's just my body I can't control that you know but what I can control is the food that I eat and the decisions that I make with the food that I eat. And what is, what is body individuality? Just uh, this idea, well, this fact that everyone's body is individual. So what works for me may not work for you or someone else that you know. Um, we are all built to be individuals, which affects our bodies, our appearances, the way we look and think and feel. It's a complete individualistic experience. This is amazing. <laughs> this is definitely <laughs> true. And, and um, it's just accurate. Like, yeah. everybody is so different. And we, we do, as a society, tend to do these, like, cookie-cutter diets, right? Or cookie-cutter where, here, this works. And it may mm -hmm. work, but it may not work. Not work. So Exactly. <laughs> So you were kind of on a, the wrong track for your life or what you felt like was you weren't well, I guess mm. you could say, right? Like whole. Um, so exactly. what, what happened from that point? Um, a lot happened, <laughs> but um, most significantly, I would say um, after watching like documentaries and just being like focused on my diet, I did realize that I had like, um, psoriasis popping up on my skin, like dry patches here and there. 
which was when like a mental note like heavily clicked in like something is off something is wrong um so that's when I changed my diet I drank more water ate more vegetables and I decided to just also tap more to into my spirituality get more rooted in like myself and the things that I was naturally gravitated towards when I was a child like the things that felt very intuitive to me versus like the things that I felt I should be doing because I'm this age or because I'm at this point in my life you know into mm-hmm. intuition yeah can you <laughs> I think especially as a woman how old are you if you don't mind me asking I'm 29 okay I'm 31 but I feel like I have pushed my intuition like so far down from a lot of just experiences right like you you start to second guess it Mm -hmm. and I have realized for myself that it's something that it's there for a reason yep you know and when the more you ignore it the further away for me I felt like my identity was hmm and I, I would like I would like you to talk a little bit more about that. Just your intuition. Just yeah. what that means to you and why it's important. Intuition is so important just because I feel like that is our root. You know, that kind of it it definitely connects to our spirituality and who we are as individuals when I speak about bio-individuality. Like your intuition is who you are, is what you feel in your gut and your mind and your soul and your spirit. So when you gravitate towards it, you are moving further away from yourself. That's what a lot of people do. And it's so easy to do that with so much noise in this world, so much chaos, so much like society telling you who to be, what to be. Um, that is very common. So for me, I feel like I was just definitely naturally intuitive as a child. Um, I always tell this story, like when I was uh, in fourth grade, I wrote like this huge article, well, not article, like essay on my principal who was leaving at the time. She was a black woman and she just reminded me of my grandmother. And I just wrote this piece on her. I was saying like a farewell piece and like, the the impact that she had on my life and my fourth grade teacher at the time he read it and he literally had tears in his eyes he was like you were just so wise and that was just like a huge impact for me in my life because I realized like the way I felt in my in my body and my mind and my soul and my spirit was you know and love to make everyone else feel this way make everyone else see my vision and like the way I feel through writing which is why I do the black and well magazine um so my intuition is just really intuitive and just like something I was born with you know I can't I can't really speak to like how it develops I mean it does develop um and it's something that you have to trust and believe in once you see the effects that it has you know so intuition, right, mm-hmm. is the ability to understand something immediately without reasoning, which I thought was really an interesting 
I just looked up the definition. I'm not like some vocabulary <laughs> <genius>. <laughs> yeah that was gonna blow everyone away they're like damn Courtney really is pretty pretty smart <laughs> like n- no no gotta love Google yeah <laughs> but the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning yeah do you think we can teach intuition like to listen to it do you think that's something that we can absolutely like improve I guess like improve I think I I honestly believe that it's something that we can teach to improve so you can teach someone to improve their trusting their intuition you know because always there can you think of a time that your intuition maybe uh guided you in the wrong direction or do you feel like for the most part you no, not at all. <laughs> okay. no. Honestly, so, like, no, no. Like, if anything has guided me in the wrong path, it has always been my mind and me feeding off of, like, the things that I think I should do mentally, like, in my mind because society has told me to do this or because, like, people around me has, has told me to do this, you know? It was never, like, what I feel, but more so what, what I think that I need to do. More of an environmental exactly yeah maybe problem that happened after Mm -hmm. and why do you want to well first when did you realize that there was a need for overall wellness within the black communities why did you feel like it was important Hmm. well I felt like it was important because as I said I watched a lot of documentaries and I realized that there was information that I didn't know and I knew that my family didn't know and I come from a black family right so um my goal has always been to my family and inform people like my friends my community whatever and just let people know like not (laughs) where we need to be um so it just was like when we speak about intuition, it's just something that I felt within my my spirit and my body that it was like a thing that I needed to do. Um, and just like being around, like socially around Black people, like you just know, like this is just, no one is thinking about well-being at all. They're thinking about, you know, where they're going to get the next check from, you know, how can they afford the biggest discount, you know? So it was something that was just like intuitive to me. And I just realized it initially once I informed myself on what wellness is and how we can and should be well as a community. It is interesting. So when, when I was preparing for this, I was looking up just some stats on um, just the black community health wise because we were obviously here talking about like health and wellness mm-hmm. and every year approximately eighty five thousand african-american deaths are attributed to the black and white mortality gap and the reason i think that this is important to talk about is to kind of add to your point of what you just said with you know in black communities i'm mixed um yeah. but i'm black <laughs> And (laughs) it's something that I find 
more even as I get older that it's so disturbing because you're not you're not given this information mm-hmm. and because you're living in such like scarcity right like your mindset is not exactly like you said you're not thinking about next week because mm-hmm. you got to pay the light bill today you know mm-hmm. you're not thinking about like eating organic food and how it's going to change your body and eating fruits and vegetables because you can't or you're you know you don't think that you can because you're not it's just that education piece is so important um but I wanted I wanted to know is what your coaching is about that's kind of leading me there is where what is your what is the coaching that you provide to people my coaching um as far as like the way I connect with people through black and wild to me um, has really been just a, a reset. This is the program that I've been hosting for a while. And it's just a reset to really refocus you on multiple areas in your life. So we're talking about like spiritual wellness, emotional wellness, um, your relationships that you have in your life, family, um, your career. It's, uh, basically focusing on being whole, but also being aware of the fact like of where you are in your life, you know, cause we can't, we're, just, we're human, right? So we can't do everything at one time, but we can focus on like how we feel in this moment and what it is that we need to focus on. So that's what the, the well reset is about. And I've been hosting that for quite some time. That's like the biggest program that I've been hosting as well as just doing like one-on-one coaching uh, with people who are ready to just like really focus on it. So it was like a six month program where you can just like speak to me two, three times out of the month and we just dig deep. Where do you start or is it just different for each, each person you're working with? Like, do you start first with more of like the spiritual part of the reset or is it someone who's, yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, honestly, it's very different because not everyone is very spiritual, you know. Um, I would like them to be, but they aren't. But, you know, this is why I feel like I've been called to do what I do because I'm very good at meeting people where they are. And, you know, I can just assess, like, where they are and what do you need to do to move forward, you know. So it really just starts with someone being honest. Like, speak your truth. Like, what do you like where are you what do you want like and where do you want to be um and people don't have people in their lives that they can talk to about that stuff and that's why being a coach I just I'm just like that accountability partner for them I'm someone who's pushing them forward you know um so it has been like very rewarding for me in my sense just to see like people just grow and flourish and become amazing individuals in society do you think it's hard for people to speak their truth I don't think it's hard for them I think I think it is challenging in the wrong setting find like a space that they can speak their truth or be themselves around a person or a group that they feel comfortable in it's very easy and it comes very naturally and do you coach them through through things like that absolutely if they need it absolutely okay 
So I'm going to talk about a little bit about the, like the business side of what you do. Like, did you start an LLC or did you do the create, like the creative part first? Like, did the idea come to you or was it like, I'm going to start the business first? Okay. So when we are speaking about black and well, as far as a magazine, Mm -hmm. um, I definitely had an epiphany. So it wasn't something that I strategically thought about. It was just more so of like, all right, this is what I should do and need to do. And what has that been like now that you're running it as a business? What have you, what are you, what are the steps? Like walk me through the steps of what you had to do for the business. Cause I want mm-hmm. people to, to learn too. Like maybe they're interested in doing something similar. What, mm-hmm. do, where, what you're teaching me how to, how to open or start a magazine. What do I need to do first? My first thing was like, just realizing that there was an audience there. So it was like really being, you have to have that instinct that a tool that's necessary and needed. And I saw that and I built a business off of it. So within a magazine, you need contributors, you need writers, right? So I also just put out, I was, I was blessed enough to have like a, an audience that was just like really on time with what was going on. So I put out an ad for contributors and I got contributors. You know, so you have your little mini team, people who are ready to contribute and invest in your business and your magazine. Um, I started off as an LLC, also hired a business coach who helped me very, very much because there were so many things that she thought about that I wasn't thinking about because she is a businesswoman and I'm more so of a creative, you know, so I knew that I needed that additional help because I'm very creative. So that is so important. To, to learn yeah. that you you either so I watch Shark Tank all the time <laughs> it's like my favorite thing one of my favorite things if I have time to watch it to watch but yeah. they were I was watching it last night and they were talking about that you have to either hire your weaknesses or fail because of them mm-hmm. yes and that was so powerful. <laughs> it's so great that you said that because I think a lot of times too, I'm also very creative, but I happen to really like the business part of things. Huh. Um, so I'm kind of at that point now in my business where I'm figuring out what are the things like I need to do to, to delegate, to hire out, like, what do I need to do? Because I can't like be on top of following up all the time with things I just don't have enough time um so you hired a business coach are you still an LLC yes and does that um was that a part of your plan was to be the LLC or was that advised by your business um it was definitely a part of my plan I just knew that um you know you have people who are entrepreneurs and like their brand is very much focused on them and who they are. And for me, it's, it's not about me. It's more so about being uh, a legacy for the community. You know, it's not about myself because my stories and my journey is completely different from 
a bunch of black women or men for that, you know, sense. Um, so I just really want, wanted to build a team that is on board with my mission. So an LLC was advised and I feel like it just worked. And so you have people, I just want to make sure I understand this. You have like people who contribute to the publication. Is that, is that correct? Mm-hmm. And is that planned out? Like, you know exactly who you want or is that part of your creative process where you'll know like months in advance or is it just something that you want to talk about or the people are telling you that they are leaning towards? Like, how does that work? It's honestly a little bit of both, which is why the magazine exists and the website and platform exists. So there's some things that are very current and like relative to what's going on right now or what I feel like it's not that exclusive, you know, because it's been talked about so much. Um, So it can be either or. You can have a place on the website or within the digital magazine. Within the magazine, I feel like there is more of a like exclusive conversation going on where I'm trying to get an audience that is on one accord is more like focused on wellness, focused on sustainability, focused on the black community. I noticed on your website too that that um, you can advertise with you guys. Mm-hmm. Anybody can advertise with you or is it you're looking for select, um, I don't want to say select people, but you know, is it like, I have shoes Mm -hmm. probably wouldn't be the best place to advertise or would you? I mean, if you have shoes that are like not coming from China (laughs) and like a black owned shoe company, absolutely. Um, When it comes to advertising, I am very, I have very high standards. So um, I'm not looking for someone who's like ready to make a quick buck versus like, thinking about the black community as a mm-hmm. whole and sustainability basically so the reason like, matters more than exactly like your mission okay. matters your story matters it's not just like hey this is what i'm doing i want to make money promote me that is yeah. one thing i do feel like i have learned to appreciate more about social media and maybe that's just the people who I'm looking at on social media mm-hmm. is that why they do what they do is mm-hmm. important to me as well. Yeah. And that's like, like my whole thing with like health coaching is like the why matters so much. It's like the number one thing is like, why are you doing this? Why? The why matters so much. But don't get it twisted, y'all. The girl's got to eat. We need to get paid. Wow. <laughs> like it is like it's a business and that's not a problem though because financial wellness and abundance is a heavy why and that's not something to be ashamed about you know I do think what I have noticed in my experience with growing up we grew up very poor and just the mindset of when you're living in that scarcity that mm. it feels selfish initially when you say I want an abundant life like I want 
to live this lifestyle, right? It's like, oh, you're bougie. Like, oh, she's <laughs> bougie. She wants to have money and whatever. And I find that that has been something that has been difficult. Not so much my mindset was always thought that way, but I still find it in people that I work with, people that I see. Um, what do you, what do you think about that? Do you think that that's, that that's common or any when people that you're around, do you, had did you ever hear them say that? Like, Oh, she wants, she just, like maybe she's bougie or she thinks she's better than us. Um, well, honestly, it's so funny because I feel like the first time that I ever like really understood that term was when I was around white people and they felt like I was a bougie black person. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. So it was more of a sense like, oh, you're not like these other black people. You're bougie. Like, you know. That's a whole nother. Oh, gosh. I mean, yeah. we could talk about this for. It's interesting, yeah, too, because that... I'm mixed. Mm -hmm. and I, since we're here, we're here. I'm not going to mm -hmm. run away from a great conversation. But um, yeah, it was always very difficult for me. I felt like growing up, I'm from Florida. I live in Florida and mm -hmm. I was never black enough and I was never white enough. Mm -hmm. And I didn't always realize some of the, the racism. I mean, don't write me people like it's real. I believe it. If you don't believe it, stop listening mm -hmm. now. You know, there's huge disparities. All the data shows that it's real. It's a part of the U.S. history. It just is what yeah. it is. But um, it's very insensitive because I would get things like, well, you're not, you're not like black, black. <laughs> and I would be like, I didn't understand what that meant as a kid. Yeah. And now that I'm an adult, I'm just like, what the fuck does that mean? What does that actually mean? Like what? That it's, uh, I can talk about this all day because it, it really. That's like a whole other topic. You yeah, know? it's something that is very frustrating and is often just kind of brushed o over like it's not mm -hmm. a big deal. But the the whole point was like it's you saying, like, oh, you're the bougie, you're not this kind of girl. But um, so. I know, but like. The fact that you're worried to write, so I have a niece who is, she's 16 now, um, and she's biracial as well. She's black and white. And, like, that's why, like, just to come back to home, like, I've been thinking about so many aspects of blackness and wellness. It's just, like, racial. It doesn't just look like one thing, like you were saying earlier, right? It's Exactly. It's layered. It's very layered and it's something that I feel like this is kind of a side side note too but just the idea of blackness like I didn't love it when I was little mm -hmm. and I feel that's something that I really want to instill in my own kids because they are yeah. And it's, you know, just with our society, 
it's not the beautiful thing, right? You're not shown all amazing black people. Mm. We're not always shown in a great light. I I I don't want to go on a rant, so (laughs) 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 I will keep us on on target here. But um, what is so is black and well? It's strictly digital. There's no hard copy at all, right? Yes, at the moment we are strictly digital. Um, limited print might happen, but I can't promise that. <laughs> was that purpose? Did you just feel like the market was? It just didn't make sense to. I yeah, guess, I didn't spend the money to. Yeah, I'm just like market wise. I didn't feel like it was necessary. Um, it's moving with the times. Um, people are very, very, very digital. So, um, focus on that. How can you, how, what are your plans to expand? How can you expand it to reach more, more people? When it comes to expanding, I'm looking into just, um, collaborating and partnerships with other brands who are like-minded um as well as like I said like print wasn't like the number one thing in my mind as far as like but I see opportunity there when there's like you know you have a wellness shop that you can hey get a yearly subscription for this magazine we're looking towards that so it would be like a yearly. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. What other what other opportunities have been open to you as a result of your desire to give back to the community? Opportunities, it's just really been honestly like a lot of personal, like me being on your podcast. That's an opportunity. Um, as well as um, I get invites to events to be wherever, really, you know, where the Black and Well label has been there. Um, so I feel like, honestly, for the most part, it's a lot of, like, personal things. Like, they want someone to represent the brand. You know, we are living in this time where the founder of whatever brand or company has to represent themselves. And I love that. I'm here for that, obviously, with, when it comes to my platform. Um, so uh, I've been offered a lot of opportunities just to speak about the brand, talk about it, my mission, my goals, all that good stuff. And what advice would you give somebody who was looking to get involved or to, to start a magazine or if they, um, you know, they decided they wanted to follow suit with something similar that you're doing? My advice would be to inform yourself. Um, this is a very, very heavily uh, consumed industry of like reading magazines um 
And those magazines that I grew up reading, they're trying to catch up with the times. Um, but so just inform yourself on the industry, get familiar, know your market, know your, know your, your consumers, your brand, as well as when it comes to wellness, um, because there's so much depth to wellness that I feel like people don't understand and realize um, that needs to be addressed. And as far as me being a part of Black and Well, kind of overwhelmed with the fact that like there's so many things. So we can definitely use more platforms and opportunities where people can just focus on like one individual thing. Um, as well as just taking care of yourself. Like as, as an entrepreneur, you need to make well, if you are in the wellness industry, you need to make that a priority in your life. You know, you can't preach something and just do another thing, you know? So well, and it like lessens yourself. your your credibility. Exactly. <laughs> um, so you know, you really need to focus on what it is that you need to do for yourself so that you're able to attract the like-minded people and businesses and consumers that you're seeking. Oh, that was good. I was going to ask you something else, but I kind of like how that <laughs> went right to it. I was looking um, at how many Black-owned magazines there were. I was trying to do some research on that. Uh, and I found that there's 46 Black-owned magazines. But honestly, when I went through the list, I heard of, I think, two, which was Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> like mm -hmm. O magazine I was wondering why Black and Well wasn't on here <laughs> uh. and Essence and all of the other ones I never heard of like Black yeah. Entrepreneur Magazine or there was um, uh, something called Pathfinders Travel or something but I thought that was really interesting mm -hmm. um, but I do think that we are coming into a point in time where people are realizing. And I, I do believe that is because of social media, because yeah. we have so much access to the information now that if you're not woke, <laughs> like if you, don't, <laughs> if you don't know what's happening, you're just not paying attention. Exactly. You're just not paying attention. So what are three tips that you can give to our listeners? to improve their overall wellness. Just maybe when, three basics. Off, like one of my biggest things is like, pay attention to what you pay attention to. Cause there's so much noise out here in the world, you know? Oh, definitely. So you attention. have to filter, you have to filter your yeah. own information. Absolutely. Um, what was it? They, somebody referred to it as like a cleanse or something. Um, recently to me and I thought that was a good analogy that you know you have to like routinely go through and, and see the things you're doing just like a cleanse just like something that you kind of refresh yourself and the same goes for social media and um, just the, utilizing the internet or things you're watching you know if you watch violence all day long you may start hmm. to be okay with that violence right and if you're watching people helping people all day long you may 
be someone who starts to help people more. Um, and there's definitely, we're still, you know, there's so much research too that we have that we we haven't even done or been able to touch the surface of with social media yet because it's still so new and yep. effects of it, good and bad. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Before you get off, please let people know where to find you on social media. I'll make sure to include this in the show notes. But, um, you know, your Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and your website, let them know where to find you. Okay, so you can find me or my platform for the matter at uh, Black and Well. That's B L A C K A N D W E L L. And you can connect us there from our Facebook and Twitter. Hit the link in the bio. Um, and for, as far as coaching 101, to get more of like a personal experience with me, I post some of my stories sometimes. Um, that will be Get Me Balanced. Well, thank you, Azalea. Thank you so okay. much. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day and weekend. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me today on the Warrior Her podcast. And remember, girls really do run the world. Hey guys, it's Courtney from the Warrior Her podcast. Just wanted to take the time here to let you know that if you're thinking of doing a podcast, there's a way for you to do a show without having to become an audio editing and production wizard. Pretty Easy Podcasts helps podcasters get their shows recorded and posted with a complete podcast studio right at their disposal. You can record from your home or your office or even at the park. Pretty Easy Podcasts caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show right at your beck and call. If you have an idea for a show and need someone to rely on to help you get it done, go to prettyeasypodcasts.com and sign up today. Be heard and have some fun podcasting. You know you want to do it. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com today.